when you build your platform the way that we build it with your fingers perpendicular and then your thumbs parallel, right? They're not crossing over. They're not spread. You're not looking like this. Fingers perpendicular, thumbs parallel. If you can squeeze the thumbs so that you're actually pinching your set of fingers, let's say that your left hand is on bottom, your right hand is on top. Now your left thumb actually squeezes your fingers. This is essentially putting the nails, right, into your <laughs> wooden deck. Instead of just laying a bunch of wood planks on top of each other, that's not going to be very stable and it's going to rattle. So instead, I say, hey, put those nails in. And those nails are going to be your thumbs actually squeezing down on your platform. That's going to prevent your hands from separating. And it's going to create a nice rigid platform so that when the ball hits off of one arm a little bit more than another, it doesn't fall away. It still seems like it's one plank. We're live on, and today we're talking all about passing tips. I want to share with you guys, because Brandon right now is at a national conference talking with all the tourism heads so that we can go and run cool camps and cool places with uh, cities that want to work with us. So he's at that conference, and that means that I am all alone to talk to you guys about passing tips. So I would love to have your guys' feedback, love to have your commentary. So we are rocking and rolling. Guys, if you haven't seen Haikyuu, the Japanese anime that's all about volleyball, you have to. It is dead on the best volleyball cartoon, story, movie, drama, everything. It's so incredibly accurate and uh, I am a fan. I actually haven't gotten past the first season. I think I'm like halfway into the first season, obsessed with work and training myself. Uh, so I haven't really <laughs> binge watched the whole thing, but I am definitely going to. So we're gonna get into passing in just a little bit. What I wanted to do today is share everything or as many things as I can that are just kind of micro tips for everybody out there who's looking to pass better, obviously. I know that we're all looking to pass better. One thing that I heard on Sandcast with Travis and Tri when they were working with Sean Rosenthal, they're interviewing him. They talked to him about what somebody needs to improve. Like, what's your best piece of advice for an up and coming volleyball player? And he said it like this, and I think it's a direct quote, but he said, pass better than you do and set better than you do. And I love the way that he put that because he didn't put a number. He didn't say you have to pass at this rate. All he said was pass better than you currently are, set better than you currently are, and you're going to have more success. And I don't think enough people spend enough time really dialing into their passing and making somebody look at your passing so that they can give their commentary. We all have this kind of self-feel and we try to measure it and we say, okay, I'm doing this right or yeah, it feels good. And a lot of times what we think feels good is not what's going to be the actual best result, right? Because if somebody's not looking at it, and critiquing you, then your own imagination is going to get away, right? And you're going to say, yeah, yeah, I did it. When in fact, you definitely did not do it. So my number one recommendation is you guys try to have somebody just ask for 10 minutes, five minutes, somebody, a friend, hey, look at my passing and tell me if I'm doing this. Even if you think you're doing it 100% automatically, have somebody look at it just specifically to critique your passing and say, what do you see? Tell me everything good, tell me everything bad, and don't hold back. That little session is going to provide you with a lot. Uh, if you don't have that person, that's fine, but you should be filming 
If you're going to pass yourself, go ahead and video from the side as well as kind of maybe the front and off to the side. And you're going to get an honest look at yourself, but don't rely on your own feeling to tell you if you're passing best or if you're fixing technique. Okay, so I hope that helps. Quick announcements. As usual, we are running clinics and camps. Now our camps in Cala in Florida are sold out. That's April 3rd to 10th. We're trying to get another one scheduled on the books. We'll definitely be doing them in the fall and winter of next year. But uh, if you want to see what they're all about and just check out that webpage, you can go to betterbeach.com forward slash camps. We have 60 spots sold out. So it's going to be our biggest camp yet, which is really cool. If you're interested in a one day clinic, we have a lot of them coming up. We have a private event in Santa Monica. Next week, we're going to Salt Lake City, kind of going back to my second home over there. And then we're going to Grand Sands in Ohio. And we're going to Huntsville, Alabama. We're going to New York and Long Island and New York and Westchester. I'm trying to schedule with Highline. I think we have a couple on the schedule, but if you want to check out a clinic or if you want to book your own with us, with our team of coaches, you go ahead and you check out betterbeach.com forward slash clinics. You can fill out the form there. And finally, we have a huge announcement for our courses and our training programs. And I'll tell you right now, we are offering them for less than we ever have. So we've had a lot of members because what I did was I worked really closely with a few small groups where I was with them live, coaching them, looking at all of their videos. And we made that into a program because when you can post your videos and then we can coach you based on those, based on your drills and whatever you want to post, well, what happens there is you get better results because just like I said, you're having somebody look at you, even though you know what it feels like, you're having somebody look at you and critique you. So our players who had our live coaching had by far the most success. So I said, okay, we're doubling down on that and we're going to, that's the only way that you can work with us now. So we're going to have personal coaching. But then a lot of our players who signed up for that said two meetings a week, the live sessions were a little bit too much for them. They just wanted the courses to be able to work at their own rate. So I said, all right, finally, we've separated the courses. So now you can sign up and you can get all of our program, the max vertical jump program, 50 practice plans, the serve receive masterclass, the setting masterclass, fix your arm swing, attacking, ultimate defender, blocking and peeling. All of these you can get now, all of them for only $39 every month. It's the <laughs> least we've ever offered. It's the lowest price we've ever offered for that collection of courses and training programs. So if you go to betterbeach.com forward slash store right now, I don't know if it's going to last because uh, to me, it's a little too inexpensive for the amount of work that we put in and the level of results that you get. But if you want to go for all of the recorded courses, all of our training programs right now, go to betterbeach.com forward slash store. Price won't last, but it's $39 a month for all of those. And I'm never going to hike that up on the current members. So if you sign up for it, that price is never going to change. If you want the next level personal coaching from us, where you have two live meetings per week, and we've added on a full private lesson every month, then you can sign up for three months at a time. And that's at betterbeach.com forward slash store. So we've separated the two. So now you don't have to invest in all the live coaching. If you just want to go at your own rate and you don't want us to look at your game, totally cool. Check out the courses. $39 a month. Best price we've ever offered. Betterbeach.com forward slash store. Hope you guys are down. And I know because I've seen it, I know that the programs work and it's organized step by step so that you can give, get the best results. And I know you guys are all excited for summer. It's coming. So hope you're there. All right, let's get into passing tips. All right, I'm just going to start 
scattering them. So I'm not going to go from the ground up or anything like that. Now, number one, here's a big one that I've really seen a lot of success with. It's squeeze your thumbs. So I, whether or not you're looking at me on the screen or you're just listening to me, when you build your platform the way that we build it with your fingers perpendicular and then your thumbs parallel, right? They're not crossing over. They're not spread. You're not looking like this. Fingers perpendicular, thumbs parallel. If you can squeeze the thumbs so that you're actually pinching your set of fingers. Let's say that your left hand is on bottom, your right hand is on top. Now your left thumb actually squeezes your fingers. This is essentially putting the nails, right, into your <laughs> wooden deck. Instead of just laying a bunch of wood planks on top of each other, that's not going to be very stable and it's going to rattle. So instead, I say, hey, put those nails in. And those nails are going to be your thumbs actually squeezing down on your platform. That's going to prevent your hands from separating and it's going to create a nice rigid platform so that when the ball hits off of one arm a little bit more than another, it doesn't fall away. It still seems like it's one plank because you put the nails in. So passing tip number one is going to be squeeze your thumbs, right? I'm building a list back behind here as we go. And if you're listening to the podcast version of this, check on the show notes and see if we have a free download for you. We might be able to assemble this into a PDF and create a free download so you get all passing tips. Number two, obviously, here's a visual that I like is imagine that somebody has put a pencil or even a needle if you want to go that aggressive, but they're putting a pencil or a needle across your elbow pit. If you end up bending your elbows at all, you're going to be bleeding if it's a needle or you're going to break that pencil. All right. We don't want you to do either of these. We want to make sure that you stay straight for a very long time before, during, after the pass. So visual for yourself to be able to pass better. Can be Make sure that you visualize a pencil or a needle laying across your elbow pit. One of my favorites, okay? That, that gives you that no flexing ever. And people think that they do this. They really think that they're automatic. In all the camps and all the clinics and all the classes that we do, people are like, yeah, 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 my elbows are straight. But as they're moving to the ball, they start bending their arms in a big way. As soon as they're done passing, they lift. So another one key that I really like to give is stop after you pass and look at your platform. Stop after you pass and look at your platform. Why do we do this? Because if we don't have somebody on the side looking at us, if we don't have a coach hounding us, if we don't have video going, then actually passing and then before you even look where the ball lands, instead, look at your process. Your process is how you built your hand, right? What shape you still have. If you can't pass and then be balanced and stopped enough to hold your position and look at your platform to see, are my elbows straight? Are my thumbs lined up? Are my hands still together? If you can't check in on that, then you're not going to have a repeatable process, okay? Next tip is pass and then look at your platform. Your arms should still be straight. Your hands should still be built. They shouldn't be waving. And if you just pass and I say freeze, this happens at us, that happens to us all the time at camps. People pass and I say freeze and they say what? And when they say what, their hands are apart and they're doing all sorts of different positions. That's where you're falling apart. If you can't check in on your own technique, if you don't have a process which is pass, hold, look at your posture, look at your arms, look at your hands. If you can't do that, then you can't ever play. You can't ever check in on your technique without somebody actually helping you, without somebody being on your side. Because when we go to the clinics, I say, hey, 
we're not going to be here after today. So I got to give you tools to be able to pass better. All right. And one of them is being able to stop and look at your platform, look at your hands after you pass. And it's really helpful because then you get to check your angles as well. I'm going to move on to another tip. And this one is actually kind of specifically for beginners. And it's, I finally this year figured out what happens to beginners. When a lot of beginners are passing, they kind of just swing their arms at the ball. I don't have a problem with your arms moving up to an extent. I don't have a problem with your legs moving up to an extent either. The answer is just enough of both, not more than necessary. And it'll be up to you to say like, how much movement can I cut out in order to create a good pass? What happens to beginners is they just hit. So their arms kind of move freely. So if you don't flex, if you don't externally rotate your arms, if you don't flex your triceps, then you're just going to move your arms very loosely and what I've discovered is that it's because players aren't engaging their lats and their subscaps. Where that is, is if you put your fingers like right behind your armpits, all of these muscles back here that attach your arms and your shoulders to your torso, when you don't engage those, you haven't actually rooted them to your platform. You haven't rooted them to your core. They don't get connected to your rib cage. They don't get connected to your abs. And because of that, your passing actually becomes weak because now it's like if you hold a stick loosely and you try to hit something, that stick is going to like bounce and wobble. But if you grab that stick and you put it in your hand, right, your whole hand, and then you hit it, the stick doesn't wobble because it's firm. It's rooted in your hand. This is what happens to so many beginner volleyball players. Beginner volleyball players, people who haven't checked in on their technique in a while, and really a lot of kids, is they don't root it to their core. So here's gonna be a couple of tips, a couple of cues that I could give you. Number one is activate your lats, okay? Take those muscles just outside your armpits and actually flex them as you pass. That at least now, without flexing my arm muscles, that makes it so that I can't get moved. At least my upper arm is now firm. If you follow the thumb tip from earlier, then you know that, okay, well now I've got two screws in because I've locked in my platform, my upper arm, into my core, into my rib cage. And at the same time, I put the nails in at the end of my platform. So now I've got a great foundation that's attached to my core where it's not just going to wobble, that stick's not going to bounce back off of whatever I hit it. It's solid enough and it's built at the end, which is pretty sweet, right? Now you're gonna have a firm contact where the ball bounces off of a strong, firm platform instead of your platform just getting broken apart or kind of hit or throwing a loose platform at the ball. So. My tip for you is to root your platform from your lats. That will help you engage. Another way to think about it is externally rotate your shoulders. So if we were to externally rotate, also um, we'll call it supinate. So put your palms so that they're face down. When you turn them up, that's supination. And if you keep pulling your hands out towards your side, so let's say you're, you're typing on a computer in front of you, then you turn and you look at your palms, you turn your hands, you look at your palms, and then you move your palms away from each other. That's supination and then external rotation. Now, if we combine these with our passing to externally rotate and supinate without actually moving your thumbs, so just engaging that way, when you build your platform out in front of you, act like you're trying to flip your palms up, but they can't. Act like you're trying to externally rotate your shoulders, but you can't because everything's screwed in. Those things are going to activate your platform in a solid way 
and it's going to help you engage so that the ball bounces off of you and you don't throw your platform at the ball. If you see beginners passing, or if you see people who are shanking three balls or swinging their arms at three balls, this is usually what's happening. And you can get them to activate their platform by having a little wrestling match. So what we do at every camp and every clinic is we have people build a platform and then I'll go around and I will try to break or move their platform. I'll use both hands to slap their forearms or move it left and move it right or move it up and move it down. And when I say, no, 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 your arms need to hold still, that actually starts helping them fight me who's wrestling their platform. And what it's trying to do is it's engaging their platform. It's engaging their core. It's rooting their platform. And if you can fight me, while I'm slapping your platform and I'm trying to move it and I'm trying to break it, now you know you're firm, right? You're firm, you're engaged, and I can't rotate you. I can't move your body up or down. You've really engaged yourself. That's going to be a big, big, big difference for any beginner passers out there. Yeah. I'm going to move on to the next tip. Take your rib. So I want everybody to get yourself into nice posture. Open yourself up. Really drop your shoulders back and puff your chest out. Okay. We were kind of told that this is great posture to have our shoulders back and our chest up. What happens a lot is our bottom rib, the last rib under your chest right there, it starts opening. It starts fading. When I puff my chest, I actually have less room for my platform. So here's the number one tip. Cave in your xiphoid process, okay? Take it right where your ribs connect. There's a little button right there. Push that in and then suck it back to the back of your spine, right? This is going to be tucking your bottom ribs. And if you can keep your bottom ribs tucked, in other words, you keep that space in the side. Check this out. If I'm facing sideways, right, and I push my chest out, I lose space in between my platform and my chest. If I cave away, so I tuck my bottom rib or I tuck my xiphoid process, I get a lot more space from my hands to my torso and my hands to my hips. That allows me to adjust more and it helps me be a little bit more mobile so that I, I can move to the ball a little bit better. So poke your xiphoid process. All right. Or up your bottom rib and that will help you. And if you can stay tucked through the passing, it's tough because I know we all want to pass up, right? When you want to pass up, then you kind of naturally lift and then that chest comes up. But you have to stay down, stay down in that pass. So tuck your bottom rib and stay down. I love that tip. It really helped me. John Desay gave it to me a while back and it made such a huge difference in my passing. I'm going to give you another one. We're just scattering here. I'm rattling them off. All right. When you're passing float serves, don't try to match every perfect float of the ball with the perfect location on your platform. In other words, like, you know how you kind of track the ball and your arms start wiggling just a little bit to try to catch up to that float? If you're trying to pass perfectly in the middle of the ball and you're so concerned with having that middle contact, the ball is going to float and it's going to move erratically, but then your platform is also going to move erratically. And if you get obsessed with trying to hit the exact perfect spot, trying to make sure that that ball hits the middle of your platform every time. You're going to end up moving sideways, if not backwards, while that ball is striking your platform. If the ball's striking your platform and you're moving backwards or sideways, then it's going to be weak because you're pulling away from it. So once you pick up the general trajectory, the general trajectory, I'm not saying the exact every minuscule float, but the general trajectory of that float serve, then just start moving your arms 
steadily in one line. You might end up passing off of one arm more than the other. You might end up passing one arm, but because you have a strong, straight forward motion, you should still hit the middle-ish of the ball. And because you've built a, a proper angle, you're gonna get a good pass out of it, okay? If you keep trying to wiggle because you're so nervous and you're moving your hands and you're just really you know, wiggly, if you're trying to match that float, what's going to happen is you're going to have an impure contact. You're going to get really nervous. You won't be able to engage and you won't end up having a strong forward pass. So one steady forward moving line for your platform on float serves, that's going to make a huge difference in your passing. Okay? Make sure that you go ahead and you use that tip there. Right. Our next tip is going to be the one to kick and lunge. This is really, really, really important for short serves. So if I'm approaching a ball and it's a short ball, most people think it's like too far away or they end up diving. It's massively important that you stay low in your serve receive. And when you have to move forward, you don't stand out of that low serve receive position. Your torso, your head should go straight, if not get lower as you run forward. If you do that for two steps and then on the third step, you find yourself in, I'm not going to call it a lunge position. I'm calling it a kneeling position because you don't want to be in a lunge position that's off balance. But if you go to one knee and you put the other knee down straight under your hips, you're going to be in a comfortable position. If you find yourself reaching forward from that lunge position, instead of being able to have your chest upright, you're going to reach for the ball. You won't be able to engage your lats, and then you're going to be throwing your hands at it. So that one step, second powerful step, right? And off of that second powerful step, you're almost going to shoot or kick your last step forward so that you can end up in a kneeling position and not a lunge position for passing. I want you to try it when you're in the sand. I mean, if you have knee pads, you can do it indoor, right? But you have to keep your hips under the ball. And in order to do that, in order to stay fast, if you stand or your torso or your hips come up, as soon as you run forward and serve receive, you're not going to be able to get there because you can't move fast forward when you stay really tall. Your hips are too far away from the ground, so you don't actually have that push, right? When we get tall, that's when we're already at max velocity. So stay low, be able to push forward and run low, come up with the ball late, and that will help you pass that short ball. Do not try not to dive for short balls unless you absolutely have to. Try not to pass the ball when it's below your hips. Anytime you pass or dig a ball, your hips should be underneath the contact point of the ball. That means that you might have to put your butt on your heel to be low enough to rise that ball, but that's okay because we all do mobility, right? So make sure that you can put your butt on your heel and just one so that you can stand out of it and then rise, but don't get into that lunge position, right? It's going to be just that tucked one-legged kneeling position. It's a lot of tips so far. We're not gonna to spend too long today, but I am going to give you a few more that have really, really helped me, right? When you're passing a ball off to your side, using the drop step where you step backwards, but remember, we're still tucking our bottom rib. Tuck your bottom rib and then try not to lift up. It's really easy to face sideways and then puff your chest out again or come out of that stance, but instead, stay in there. Keep that caved chest, keep that caved cyphoid process and then drop your front shoulder. When you drop that front shoulder, you're actually doing a little oblique crunch there and that is going to help you stay there. But a lot of people, they puff out. They puff up as soon as they turn sideways, okay? We have to block that ball so that it goes forward. So drop that front shoulder 
and then move your platform steadily through it, that's going to help you pass. Okay. I'm going to involve the audience here, right? So anybody right now who's watching, I see a bunch of you guys on Instagram. I see a bunch of you guys in the chat here. I want you guys to volunteer your best passing tips. Let's have a little interactive session here, right? But I want you guys to give me and start typing in on Instagram and on YouTube and on Facebook and on LinkedIn. I want you guys to start typing in your best passing tips. And I'm going to take a look at all of them. And I'm going to say, all right, you know, I'll tell you which ones I like and which ones I love and which ones you should stay away from. So we're going to get into our audience involvement a little bit earlier today. And uh, let's see what you guys come up with in terms of great passing tips. All right. Just as a reminder, guys, if you want to go through my serve, receive master class, right, me and Brandon made it. It's packed with great advice. It's packed with videos and it's packed with video analysis of passing, right, from top games all the way sorry, from beginner games all the way up to Olympic and world tour level matches where we're showing these techniques happening in real time. If you want to check into that, that is in the serve receive masterclass. And right now, as of right now, limited time offer all of our skill and strategy courses, including the 60A max vertical program, including the 50 plus practice plans, which keep getting updated. All of that's available if you go to betteratbeach.com forward slash store, and it's only $39 a month right now. So you can take advantage of that limited time offer. But let's get into the chat. I'm going to put you guys on screen. Here we go. It says no comments. I promise you guys there are comments ready. That's just how that works. All right. Well, we got a question. Here we go. All right. Mark Zen. Thanks for coming again, buddy. Shuffle to the spot not necessarily getting the ball to midline. Too many players drag the leg and diving left or right to pass when they could have easily shuffled. This one I really like, being able to shuffle. We call it a step shuffle. So if your feet are directly under you and you need to move to the right, your right foot is going to move first. That's going to be like getting you in the direction. Consider that first gear if you're driving stick. And then left, right. So it's step two, three, step two, three. These are the shuffle patterns that we use in order to pass. If you need to be lightning fast, so you know somebody absolutely laces a serve, okay, that's totally fine to use a crossover step because you're gonna be fast, you're gonna be efficient, but that shoulder turn might give you a little bit of a problem. If we're trying to get our ball ourselves behind the ball, step shuffle is huge, okay? Step two, three, so that again, you end up in this balanced, balanced, balanced position shuffle to your spot and you don't have to get the ball midline every time. This was something that was brought by a lot of indoor coaches being able to go midline, but on the beach, it really hurts us. And they redid that test with beach players and the float serves were passed significantly worse when it was directly midline. Okay. A little bit of kind of off midline, just barely on one leg or outside of it. It'll give your platform more mobility. In other words, you can move it higher or lower instead of just forward, up and down, and you can tilt the angle. That's really hard to do when your platform's right in front of you because yes, you can tilt your shoulders, but once it starts coming higher on you, the only way to do that, your feet are probably stuck at that point, right? So that ball's going to start rising on your chest and as it rises on your chest, you're going to end up lifting your arms and then you're going to pass on top if you were behind you. So it is an advantage to pass just outside your midline on the beach so that you can have that nice versatile platform, all right? Rick Swan says, freeze on contact. I love that. We went through that, right? We went through that in the beginning. Make sure that you freeze and you hold so that you can check yourself. And it's also going to create a simple movement. Thanks, Rick, I appreciate it here. Brendan Ward says, shrug your shoulders. I love this one. This is a good one. 
why is it good? Okay. So if you're building your platform, right? We talked about that puff chest, being able to have your shoulders down and back. When you do that, it becomes difficult to get your arms together. So we can shrug them up. When we shrug them up, we get it farther away from our chest so that we have more, again, space between our platform and our body. What you can also do from this shrugged shoulder position is you can stay a little bit lower. So it'll help you keep your shoulders forward. So here's what I'm gonna have you guys do, okay? I'm gonna have you do a little spelunking exercise, all right? I want you to rub one shoulder onto your cheek, then go ahead and rub that other shoulder onto your cheek real high, okay? So that you're not even interfering with your chest anymore, right? You're going above your chest. So hands up almost like above your eye level and then protract, that means shoot your shoulders forward and keep them high. When you can do that, you can get your arms actually a little bit closer and you have more space between your platform and your body. That's going to give you the ability to move your platform a little bit better. So thank you, Brendan. Shrug your shoulders. I like shrug and protract, right? To get them away from your body and create that more space. Really like it. All right, Katie Connor, athlete first, volleyball player second. She says feet to ball. So make sure that we're always moving our feet. I completely agree. Having the ability to have fast feet, so many times we talk like people say, oh, I can't pass that. Or, or we ran into to one clinic where somebody was getting mad at another person for not serving right to them uh, during a drill. And it was, the feet aren't moving. The opponent's not going to serve at you. So you have to be able to move your feet first and you should embrace that challenge. Try to find the edge of your window. And if you can pass two thirds of a court, that's where you wanna be. In terms of passing, you want to say, I love passing two thirds of the court, right? Not just my half, not just around me. But if you're serving me in a drill, I'm going to say challenge me. Make sure that you hit my edge, right? Because I want to open up my range of passes. So I do like that, Katie. Thanks. Uh, athlete first, volleyball player second. Mark Zen says to encourage being straight at the elbows, bend your wrist slightly. It can open your forearms as well. Bend your wrist. Now I have heard Mark turn your thumbs down. And in order to turn your thumbs down, I think turning your thumbs down on your pass does help you keep your forearms straighter. But I don't really understand bend your wrist slightly to keep yourself being straight at the elbows. I'd like to hear more on that. Maybe you can uh, throw that into Volley Chat on Facebook. Guys, if, if you're watching and you're not a part of our Facebook group, it's called Volley Chat, Get Better at Beach Volleyball. We really talk a lot about technique in that group. It's not our official members group where the coaches will go in and actively coach you on your videos, right? That comes only after you sign up for our monthly program, uh, for our, our Beach Volleyball Mastery courses, or for our personal virtual coaching. Uh, we have a separate Facebook group where we have coaches really diving into technique and video analysis based on our members' posts. But if you want to talk more about rules and hit a little bit on technique and strategy, Go ahead to volley chat. Get better at beach volleyball. It's on Facebook. Okay, Mark. So yeah, you said bend the wrist down. So turn your thumbs down, bend your wrist down. That helps you keep your arms a little bit straighter. I like that. Uh, $1 says meditation. 100%. Use meditation. That's a good passing tip. Uh, <laughs> be able to breathe. Be able to find your calm. Find your center, right? My wife was getting a little bit stressed last night and I noticed her breathing was going up and she was actually so exhausted that she kept just bouncing from task and responsibility to task and responsibility. And I said, we have to breathe. We have to breathe. We have to put down all of our tasks and let's just focus only on our breathing for the next two minutes so that our brain can calm down and think and gain a clear direction. But if your heart rate stays high, you get into that fight or flight, 
and you often lose the ability to think and to strategize right when you can stay calm when you get your heart rate down and you get your brain back and you release all of those you stop releasing all of those stress hormones you can plan better so if you're out there and you're stressed and you feel like today is a really rush day for you and you have to go from task to task don't let the speed of your tasks or the amount that you need done don't let that stress and rush your brain have your brain just like we do on defense have your brain and your mind move in slow motion but carry out your tasks and, and i know it's funny but i used to do this in bartending uh, when i was a bartender in a few countries it's pretty cool there would be 100 people at the bar all waiting for their drink and i would be rush 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 you know and i would try to pour all the drinks and get all the ice and get the next person's attention and get their credit card what happened was that was i was stressing myself out and my brain was attempting to move faster than i possibly could and it didn't do me any good so I kept my hands moving fast, but I kept my brain moving slow. And I know that sounds maybe counterintuitive to like playing sports or strategizing, but if you can calm yourself down and you make sure that your breathing rate stays under control, your life is gonna get a little bit easier. You're gonna notice that you can't control everybody else. You can't control the speed of what you're doing. Your body can move fast, but your brain can stay quiet. And I want you to try to embrace that today if you guys are feeling stressed. All right. Jeff Schulte, bump high, top of the antennas. It allows setter more time, especially if it's not a perfect bump. Yeah, Jeff, definitely. The top of the antenna is way too low to pass, way too low. The only time where you might consider near the top of the antenna is like gale force winds or if you're absolutely running a sprint onto offense and you better have superior ball control to be able to do that. But we teach a better beach. We teach six feet above the top of the antenna minimum and pass six feet from the net. But if you're passing at the top of the antenna, I guarantee you it is way too low. You want your setter to breathe. You want them to walk under the ball and not have to dart to the ball. Uh, get that ball at least six feet above the top of the antenna. If you play, I think we say things sometimes, Jeff, that we say like, ah, oh, yeah, top of the antenna. But then when we're actually in the game, we give our perfect pass and we notice something different. So that's why I like having a third party. And we talked about this in one of our other episodes with setting. Don't actually tell somebody what your favorite set is. Have a third person watch you and your setter serve, receive, and spike balls. On your favorite attacks or your favorite sets, ask the third person how high above the antenna was that. Because it's tough for you to judge, it's tough for you to name. But if you have somebody just sitting back there and their only job is to tell you how high above the top of the antenna your set is or how high above the top of the antenna your best pass is, then you're going to have a realistic view at it. Again, all of this comes with outside coaching, having a third eye to be able to look at you and or film all of which we do in our coaching programs at betterbeach.com so if you want to have one of our staff members coaching you through your entire season and doing video analysis with you you can sign up for the personal virtual coaching program or if you want to have all of our courses where we're going to give you all of your at home drills and on beach drills that you can film and then post into our Facebook group. You can also find that at betterbeach.com forward slash store. And for only $39 right now, you can get every single course that we've made. Excited about that. Excited to be able to share that with uh, a lot more people. All right. Last one from Mark Zen. Trust that you don't have to swing your arms so much to have the ball go in the air. I like that. Don't swing too much. 
right? The ball is made to bounce. You don't need to throw it. You don't need to throw your arms at it, right? A soft guiding push will help you, but you don't need to hit the ball. Forward movement, slow. The ball is designed to bounce. And if you're rooted, like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, and you're firm, the ball will bounce off of you. You're going to need a little bit of extra energy when the ball's moving slower, but you might actually need to take some energy back and move your platform away from the ball if somebody's bringing heat at you, all right? So guys, that's all I have for this little lesson on passing. I didn't write down everything uh, like I hoped I would, but we'll get it edited. And I'm going to get a master list of massive amounts of passing tips. So if you're watching this and it's recorded or it's on Facebook or it's on YouTube, write down underneath this video, write down in the comment section, your best passing tips, separate them, make them simple. I don't want to read a paragraph. I want to see if you can do this in five words or less your best passing tip or what has helped you the most. All right, that'll uh, help us build a little library of cues and I would love to hear what you guys think. So go ahead and use the comment section and write down your best passing tip. Even if it's tiny, even if it's only worked for you or if it's only worked for one player, I wanna hear it, I wanna see it. I wanna add to the coaching library. All right, guys, Mark knows my schedule. We are going to practice. So thank you guys so much for hanging out. I hope I was able to provide something for you and get in touch, shoot me a DM or hit us with an email, support at betteratbeach.com. And if you have any questions, going forward or any questions about our courses, clinics, camps, classes, private lessons, etc. We're here for you. Have a good one and I'll see you on the sand.